Hey, what's up, Trench Mob? Yeah, it's Tuli. And yes, I'm whispering again. Because y'all know I'm in here folding something, whether it's a plastic bag or a towel or a piece of clothing. Who knows? But the only way that I can get out of this is with your help. I need you to go to Apple, Spotify, and all the other podcast platforms where you can find In the Trenches with the Two Lines. And subscribe, listen, comment. And then on top of that, I need you to tell everybody else about it. Because the quicker that we get more downloads and listens, the less I got to fold this shit. You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Tuli and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. I've been watching The Bachelor franchise and everything since I was 11. So, like, basically since the beginning. Hey, everyone, it's Ralph. And this is Tuli. And we're back. For another episode of In the Trenches. <laughs> Another episode of Game. And the Trenches. <laughs> uh, how am I still married? I don't know. Because you said you beat me if I leave. No. I'll help you back. <laughs> <laughs> no. You need a duffel or you want the hard case? <laughs> you know what I'm going to use? Them plastic bags. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And then you can have some for your new place and you can know how to fold them. Oh, for the win. Yeah. See, I'm giving you a parting gift with your parting gift. It's a gift and a gift. I'll shit on this carpet and then leave. <laughs> That's fine, too. Because I'll put that in the bag and, and send it with you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just I, did, I do want to tell you about um, an event I just came from. <laughs> I'm not going to say the name. Um, well, you're probably going to see it on social media anyway, but it's not um, him. The show was Lonnie B, and I had a fantastic time. But the establishment that we were at, um, it was funny to me. Um, no shades of them at all, but it was just funny. Um, when I got there, I asked for um, a drink menu, and the young lady politely said to me, we have a food menu. <laughs> <laughs> See, here's the thing. My next question would be like, so are drinks on the food menu? So you know me, I just be like, you know what? Let me just see, because it might be on there. So that's why she told me. So she gave me a food menu. And then, you know, <laughs> you automatically look like at the bottom. Mm -hmm. And so at the bottom, it had chasers. And so I was like, okay. And so then I looked on the back and then had the name of the establishment. So wait, I was just like. <laughs> wait, time out. Time out. When you say chasers, are you referring to it's, fountain drinks? No, it said chasers. <laughs> it said pineapple juice, um, cranberry juice. <laughs> <laughs> Who created this menu? <laughs> I don't know. But it was laminated, so. <laughs> it sounded like they cut pieces out of a menu and just pasted <laughs> that shit together and laminated it. So, yeah, so I was just like, and then the drinks um, me and my two other girlfriends had were very uh, not good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I, so when, when she told me there was like no drink menu, so I was like, do you have wine? And she said, yes, I'll be right back. I said, okay. So then she came back and she was like, okay. So we have uh, Merlot, we have Chardonnay, and we have Moscato. And so I was like, okay, cool. Um, let me get Chardonnay. And she was like, okay, be right back. So I'm looking at the menu, seeing what I you know, may want to snack on, because I really wasn't hungry. And so she came back, and my wine was red. 
So I'm like, maybe it's a new Chardonnay. I did. And so I was like, you know, I'm like, so maybe I missed something. But I was like, this smells like. Look, maybe she thought you wanted a Chardonnay with a chaser. <laughs> Shut up, babe. So I was like, you know what? And then I was like, maybe I should just taste it. And I was like, no, this is this is Merlot. And I really do not like Merlot. So when she she came back, I was like, hey, I asked for a Chardonnay and this is Merlot. And she's like, oh, okay. Like, no, like, not my bad. Like, girl, why didn't you just drink this? <laughs> You're making me work. <laughs> no, but she was really, she was really nice, though. So I was like, okay. So then I got it, and I was like, oh, okay, Chardonnay. And I was like, ah, I, I think they forgot the grapes. <laughs> it was. What did it taste like? Like a watered-down gasoline. Oh, how do you know what gasoline tastes like? You know what it smells like? So that's, like, you. Oh, that's just the kind of the taste you get yeah. from the smell. Ooh. But it was watered down, so it wasn't the full concentrated gas. You know what it sounds like? <laughs> what? That they didn't put it in the refrigerator. No, and it was chilled. It was chilled, but it it was missing something. <laughs> Maybe they just put it in a chilled glass. <laughs> you mean the gasoline? Yes. Yeah. That's nasty. And they mix it with a little bit of water so it wouldn't be so strong. That's it was a, it was like watered down unleaded. Ew. Yeah, so that was my experience. But I had a lovely night. <laughs> Meanwhile, me and Matisse just kicked it. <laughs> So for our trench announcements this week, we're talking about Jiho. We're going to be at Jiho Saturday, October the 26th on the yard. We're going to be out there with our drums. We'll be out there. Instruments. By Smith Hall at tailgates. Yeah. We're going to have our photo booths. So come and meet and greet us. We also going to have some people on board with us. Who is that, babe? Good wipes. Good wipes. And when you need to go to that porta party. And you just realize how nasty it is. What you're going to do is you're going to come over there and don't touch us. <laughs> and you're going to ask us for some good wipes so you can wipe your hands or maybe your ass. <laughs> you like that? Yes. Yeah. So just come out. You just sold the shit out of good wipes. Oh, yeah. I love them. They are great, though. When like, I tell you that, let me say this is the only wipes I know when you open up that little packet and that thing look like a sheet. That shit is the size of a full size a handkerchief. Sheet. <laughs> it's the size of a handkerchief when you unfold it. You, I mean, you can wipe your whole entire front and the back. Your body. One swipe. <laughs> and they come in lavender and cedarwood. It's very nice. Very nice and soothing, too. I'm a fan of good wipes. But yeah, they're on board with us and we are thankful for them. So just come out, bring your smiles, bring your friends, come and meet us and, and, say, and say hi. Yeah, we might have something special for you as well. Now, just just blessings. <laughs> but before we uh, get into the show, you know, we have to get our money right. So let's go ahead and get into that for the love of money. Hey, Trench Mob, Sharita here with your weekly for the love of money tip savings. October 12th was National Savings Day. Yes, there is a day for savings. Savings is the best gift that you can give to your future self. And it gives you a financial peace of mind when those unexpected expenses come up. The average American doesn't have $400 saved for an unexpected emergency. And this is why so many people have so much consumer debt. So there's three savings funds you should have. Number one, your emergency fund. It doesn't matter if you're saving only $5, $10, or even $25 per week, biweekly, or even monthly. Saving something is better than saving nothing at all. This is an account that's a must-have, and this is your peace of mind account. 
The goal in this account is to save at least $1,000 or more, depending on your expenses or lifestyle, to avoid having to put unexpected expenses on a high interest credit card or taking out loans, especially like those pesky payday loans. Number two, the what if fund. Life happens, trench mob, and so does job loss. So I highly recommend this fund, especially for those that are in industries that are not stable or because many economists are predicting a looming recession. We saw with the 2008 recession that many people lost their homes, were out of work for months, and suffered very high levels of financial stress. With a possible recession looming, it's important, trench mob, to commit to saving at least three to six months of your current expenses and possibly more if you can. Now the fun one. Number three. Trench Mob, the Dream Fund. This savings fund is one of the most that people love because we all have dreams and goals. Whether you're looking to purchase a home, invest, start a business, or even travel abroad, this account allows you to achieve those goals. This account may take a little bit longer to fund, but don't get discouraged, Trench Mob. Before you know it, you'll be able to live your dreams and you'll have the money to do so. So Trench Mob, you know I like to come to you with money resources. SaverLife.org is running an awesome savings challenge called Race to 500, now through November 23rd, to encourage those across the country to commit to saving at least $500. The great thing about the savings challenge is you have a chance to win $500 for saving $500. Yes, you've heard me right, Trench Mob. You have a chance to win $500 for committing to save $500. Use the link in the show notes to sign up today. Questions on this week's tip? Feel free to reach out to me at SharitaMH on IG. Until next week, as my son Kyle likes to say, pray about it, do the work, then get the money. Now here's the show. So today's uh, interview is Alice, as you saw from the title. And um, she is not from Wonderland. (laughs) Or maybe she is, because I really don't know where she's from. But Alice wrote in to us, and her letter went a little like this. I have been in two long-term relationships, currently in one, with men I do not have that spark and chemistry for. My current boyfriend is my best friend of eight years, but it has been a tumultuous ride. Not only am I not romantically interested, he is very sarcastic, gaslighter who is quick to anger. He refuses to let me break up with him, and I'm scared because I feel so stuck and I'm afraid of what a post-breakup would feel like when he cuts me off. I really need your help. In some hope that doesn't come from watching The Bachelor. Hey guys, I'm going to just tell y'all this. This was such an interesting interview. It was. It was. It was. Um, it provides perspective of how people really believe in fairy tales. Yeah. And, and, and really like I think how social media, TV kind of like helps paint the picture of relationships of what they supposed to be like. And there's a false narrative, right? They, they give you this persona of what you think it should be like and what your life should be like. And that's not real life. So when you don't have people like us saying, Hey, no, it's real over here. Yeah. It's real over here, but we also have fun. Um, but when you don't have someone to give you like a realistic view, like if your parents ain't talking to you or you got friends or something like I can see why, Alice feels the way she does, but we're not going to go too much more into that. We're just going to jump into the interview. All right, guys. Hope you enjoy it. We're, we're here with Alice, the author of the letter. How are you? Hi, I'm okay. How are you guys? I'm good. So 
my first question is, how did you get in this situation? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> because um. <laughs> you're saying you you're you're not, I guess, romantically attracted to your current uh boyfriend now. Yeah. Who was your I, best friend? Yeah. I mean, in a, in a, in a sense, I guess. I mean, it's like, well. I want to say it comes in waves, but I might be a bit generous. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah. I, I think that there's also kind of a misunderstanding of like what I'm supposed to feel in a sense, because sometimes I do feel that 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 comfort um, from you know obviously also from knowing someone for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, but because like as I wrote in my letter, like so I've been watching the Bachelor franchise and everything since I was 11. So, like, basically since the beginning. So, you know, I really grew up with what, you know, love was supposed to feel like. And I took a lot of those lessons kind of, you know, to to heart. Um, Not necessarily the totally, you know, ridiculous every day is a helicopter ride and every, you know, every crazy, you know, we're going to be jetting off to foreign countries every weekend or whatever. But kind of the idea of what, what chemistry is and that, you're supposed to have you know your heart pounding and the butterflies and weak in the knees you know and the kind of euphoria um but then I hear that like the euphoria and everything that you have on your wedding day is something that doesn't translate for you know the rest of your life and marriage takes work and that sounds very scary um to me at this point so I think there's that kind of plays into that um as well um, but yeah, I think right now, kind of answer your question, how I got into the situation. Um, so I started being friends with my my current boyfriend a long time ago, seven, eight years ago, maybe uh, when we were eighteen. And I mean, he always kind of liked me, and I mean, I I don't know what I want to say I liked him. He was <laughs> he was he was all right. He was my my best friend. I felt comfortable very quickly, um, but. it's it's just it's just kind of hard when you just want to kind of be with that nice guy um but then kind of his attitude and kind of his sort of sarcastic um i I would say pre-relationship it wasn't as mean although there were definitely some little jabs and things here and there Mm -hmm. um, like little jabs but you know he, he just wasn't he was just kind of very sarcastic and just which wasn't necessarily for me but it was it was definitely like a more than friends kind of you know like loose sort of you know relationship there uh, friends with benefits kind of relationship from there but like I still dated someone in college and he didn't really talk to me too much through that um and the person that I dated in college was really wonderful but also someone that I just didn't have those sparks for that I was looking for and then about let's say dating my boyfriend a little over a year and a half mm-hmm. and it was this weird I don't know how like much I want to get into it but it was this kind of weird feel like strong feelings that I was having for his roommate slash best friend and I, I guess like I like kissed him or whatever one night and then my, my boyfriend got mad and he he cut me off as he had been previously kind of having these sort of block on social media things throughout the years. But he, he blocked me on social media and then he called me and then I, you know, missed him in, you know, the, the two days that he had cut me off and I was like, look, look, I'll just I'll just date you, whatever, it's fine. 
I gave up on, mm. you know, this Tinder dating, all this crazy crappy stuff that I've been dealing with. And that's basically kind of what, what happened was this like, you know what, you know, you know, dear God, if I, if I get him back, fine, I'll date him. I give up. This is, you know, the single life is, it's pretty horrible. Um, so I mean, so that's honestly kind of how it started. And then I, cannot believe that it has lasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a story. <laughs> it's a journey. Okay, yeah, that this is a, a different journey. A trip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, first I want to address um what you stated about the euphoria of um I guess those butterfly feelings and that yeah. it kind of like goes away when you get married. Mm-hmm. Um through relationships and marriage, I wouldn't say that it goes away. I think it's waves. So it's not like it's constant when you're dating and then like once you get married and into marriage, then it starts to fade away. It's kind of like how they say like when you first start dating someone and then you have like those butterflies, like that puppy love feeling. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, you kind of like get used to each other because you're hanging around each other all the time and you see each other and you kind of know your little quirks and, you know, you're just very comfortable with that person. And that kind of like goes away because you're becoming more attached to the person. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. as you grow together, then you'll find something else that you're just enthralled with. Like, you just love that about them. Like, you know, or you might be going through, like, um, times with them. Like, like so say, I'm guessing you recently graduated from college. Oh, uh, I think 2015, so not super recent. Oh, yeah, okay. So, like, say if you, you know, if you stayed with the guy that you were in college with, yeah. You know, when y'all first started dating, it would have been like that little puppy love. But then when, like once you graduated, that was a milestone that y'all could have shared together. So then it, it might have picked up. That would have been another like boost of euphoria. And then, you know, going on, that would have, you know, wore off a little bit. But then there would have been another milestone or another an- something else about this, you know, the relationship that would have brought that back. So mm-hmm. I don't want you to think like you get it and then it goes away. It's just yeah. like, yeah, I, it's, like, I think wait. it's like becoming a butterfly over and over again. Uh, it's basically yeah. what happens is like she said in ways or it's like a roller coaster almost like yeah. you'll get to a point and it might not necessarily be like you're in a bad place but maybe you don't have the butterflies anymore and then maybe it's something that you change within how you all interact or maybe you're doing more dates or you're doing more you're doing something that is creating an even stronger connection and then the butterflies come back right oh. right and like but like you know that like that they're not just your best friend because i think of the like you get really comfortable and then the butterflies go away and then you're just besties and you're like, well, okay, but how do I, you know, kind of also with the idea of you choose someone every day. Um, Cause I was just uh, watching a video I think yesterday, like a YouTube video or something that was like what people would have said, you know, like if they could go back and tell the, you know, themselves as the bride or the groom at mm-hmm. the altar, like what they would have kind of said, you know, 10 years later in marriage or whatever. And, kind of talking about that you know like like basically you know it's it's hard and you even when you're super mad at them you have to choose to love them yeah that, that like that's right. not romantic like that's not the beautiful <laughs> fantasy fairy tale you know um so that like that's kind of like Scary. weird in, in a way too like that there's so much you know it almost becomes like a business transaction in a sense that you're choosing but if, if you have to choose if you have to really really try and work at a marriage then how do you know you're in the right marriage i guess well i'll say it like this so i i do want you to get the fairy tale kind of like image out of your mind because it's it's totally not a fairy tale Mm -hmm. um and and it's not going to be romantic 
like how it's portrayed on TV or even some people that you talk to in real life, they may even portray it, but it's not. But I will tell you that, yeah, it is choosing your, your mate every day. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why I say that, so think of it like this. Say you're your best girlfriend. Yeah. When you first met her, y'all weren't the best girlfriend. You know, y'all probably had something in interest and you started talking like, oh my God, you like that too. And so then you started hanging out a lot together, going places, mm-hmm. talking on the phone all the time. Girl, oh my God, did you see this, this, and this. But then after a while, you're still talking on the phone every day, but it's just not exciting as having a new friend. But mm-hmm. she's still like your best friend in like the whole wide world. And, like, you don't have to see her every day or y'all don't have to go, you know, do these things together. But, you know, when you get together, it's like you just saw her the other day. So that's like being married. You, like, it's still your best friend. No matter what it is, you always have her back. You're there for her. But it's not, like, that excitement that it was when y'all first met. Because the excitement, the part of the excitement is you're meeting someone new and you're learning all these new things that y'all have in common. But you're not, not like, craving that spark of a new friend you're not craving that oh, right. someone else it's there. like i know you're there yeah so it's the same thing like you would just just with a guy <laughs> yeah I, I think it's a lot of things when it comes to just dating in general but in marriage it's a little you got to really understand what you expect out of the spouse right what are your yep. expectations right. and then and what are those expectations are what are the five non-negotiables when it comes to picking your spouse like mm-hmm. These are the five things that have to be a part of you or as an individual for me to even consider being this long term or making this a long term relationship. Because if there's things that somebody does that you just can't really get with, then there's no way that that can work. Like, yeah, yeah, because that'll bother you. Right. And you got to make sure that it is for you that it's shit that makes sense. Right. It can't be basic like, oh, you don't do the dishes. That's stuff you can kind of work towards. Right. But like, I mean, you're a. Right, yeah. Religion, right. Yeah, um, it, relationships with their parents, um, or just their their kind of like family right. friend um, unit. It's yeah. a lot of different. Now, there's other things that you're kind of like, all right, now that shit is just too much. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when it I depends see kind of how how we fight or how like in stressful situations we that kind too. of work through things yeah. together. Because I, I know mean, there's this huge thing. I don't know what is it with dating. Like, well, we got through all this hard stuff. We got through it all, and so now we're good and we're this and we're that. But it depends with the hard stuff. I mean, I want someone that, you know, currently my, my, my grandma is suffering from dementia. And so, you know, she might have to go with a nursing home and kind of that sort of, you know, dealing with aging parents and potential, you know, I mean, children and maybe infertility, maybe miscarriage, maybe are going to be so many hardships. I mean, that's kind of the not fairy tale that I, that I think of too, is how, you know, you're going to put that together. But the love of it all is all those examples that you mm-hmm. gave is having someone there who's going to have your back. And vice all versa. Of it. Yeah. So that's the euphoria of that. Like knowing that this person is, has signed up, uh, you know, regardless of all the fights, regardless of all the disagreements, regardless of, you know, some days you really don't like each other. They have signed up to be there for you regardless. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like when you go back to you choose every day, you are waking up every day and saying, I'm, I'm here to have your back. I'm here to fight for you. I'm here to fight for our marriage, regardless if we, did, we didn't get along yesterday, regardless if we had a really big fight. And I may feel like I don't want to do this anymore, but I am choosing to stay and do this and work this mm-hmm. out with you. But not because they're non-negotiable. I mean, it's still, you know, if it, like, yeah, it's still like, you, you know, love. There definitely has to be a line. It can't be, well, he 
I don't know, call me a bad name. And I mean, it, it, obviously it depends. I mean, right. people get mad, people fight, whatever. But, you know, it ha- has to be some sort of, you know, line there where it's like, well, this is not a thing that I want to get through. But yes, so you you have those uh, non-negotiables and you stay for like my non-negotiable is cheating. Like mm-hmm. right now at the end of the day, you know, we could be married for 15 years. If he cheats, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of like my really one non-negotiable outside of like if he ends up being like a serial killer or a pedophile. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like something basic, that is my non-negotiable. And, mm-hmm. you know, some people are maybe may more simple. Some, you know, it just depends on who you are and what works for you. Yeah. You know, because I know a lot of people who can deal with and work through infidelity it's just right now how I am, you know, it, and it may change, but right now I know that that's not something that mentally for me that I can get through. Mm-hmm. So you just have to, yeah. you have to know yourself a lot before kind of like thinking about jumping over the room because you really need to be able to communicate to somebody what you are willing to take and what you're not willing to take. Yeah. You have to express to them, like, I really need to have someone who is committed to their family. You know, like if your mom gets sick, just because we're in a relationship or in a marriage, I don't want you to leave your mom hanging. You know what I'm saying? Like you want somebody to, you know what I'm saying? You just want to express those wants and needs to them um, clearly so they understand where you come from. And then they can also make the decision, okay, well, I can sign up for this. Those are easy goals to meet. Or, well, maybe, no, I can't do this. I can't achieve those goals for her. Mm-hmm. So that's like when you say- Well, you- it was interesting. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. It was also interesting what you were saying. No, it was just inter- interesting what you were saying about kind of knowing- what you want because it reminded me of the you're supposed to love yourself before someone can love you kind of just yes. very you know, I kind of, I'm very insecure I have this you know low self-esteem and so that's kind of the other thing where I'm like well what if I don't love myself at this time you know and, and people love me but it's, it's just an interesting concept for me but see the thing is about that in in that moment like how you said what if I do love myself this time and you no know, do not love myself this time and people love me but you won't be able to receive the love that they're trying to give to you because your self-esteem is so low. So it it is good to try to get your self-esteem in a better place so that you can also receive love, but also, you know what I'm saying, be better on yourself. Right, right. Yeah, and when you truly love yourself, then you know exactly what your expectations are or what the things you're willing to accept. Um, And then it'll it'll bring that spark maybe that, you know, you feel like you should be having, but it's hard to, Mm -hmm. you can't go into a relationship expecting somebody to provide you happiness. Right. Mm. You got to show up happy. Right. And then the person enhances your happiness. But in order to be successful in this, you definitely got to show up with, I would say your shit together, but understand what, what contributes to your happiness. And it shouldn't be another person. They should just enhance the way it should contribute, but it shouldn't be the foundation of what makes you happy. Like you should not. It's not your, it's not your other half. It's like you're a hundred percent. They're a hundred percent. Absolutely. And you're coming. So you need to be whole when you, come into a relationship because I hate to say this, but because if you're broken, sometimes going into a relationship like that can break you even more. And it can break the other person. So it's like, you know, two having two broken pieces come together and that person give you a piece of them to help you come home. They're still broken. They're even more broken leaving the relationship. Like at the end of the day, it's not going to work. Yeah. Like, so you both need to be whole to give to each other. It's like, I don't know if you've heard this before, but like in a marriage or in a relationship, the two people should be pouring into each other. Like 
You're not mm-hmm. going to come perfect and we're still going to have our flaws, but that person is supposed to help you become a better person. Like, you know, I always say my husband has the most patience in the whole wide world. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have any, <laughs> but since we've been together, his, his patient has poured into me and I've, I've gained more patience and, and things that he lacked in, I poured into him. If they're not doing that for you, if you know, okay, I'm not good at whatever, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, I get angry very fast and he's always so calm. He should be pouring that into you. There, there shouldn't be <laughs> like, you're the same person. There should be growth. Right. It's not a one way street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I have a yeah. question for you. Have you yeah. and your boyfriend had the conversation about marriage? Um, not really, not really serious. I mean, I think his parents are like, oh, you know, you should, you know, you're basically, you know, you're next. You now you should propose or something. I mean, I mean, I know that he's always, you know, been kind of, I mean, actually, honestly, always in, in love with me. And I think he said the other day, I mean, if everything was good, he would maybe propose to me after a year. I mean, he was, you know, I mean, I've known him long enough. We've been close for long enough. Um, but no, not, not, not seriously, because I really, I, I'm not love so but you do want to get married i do yeah do you feel pressure um i mean honestly part of me like i know it's it's probably silly but like part of me is like well you know i'm 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 26 and then i'm on the other side of the you know young 20s i'm almost (laughs) 30 and yes i i mean i know i know that people married in their you know 30 whatever and no i was, old, I was old, like you whatever I, was like, like, I get it the relationship the timeline and people can have you know children with her and, and all that kind of stuff too but to me i kind of have this like you know oh my god i'm not going to be a married you know after this you know what is it going to be am i really going to find someone well i'm 26 now all the social media you know people that i graduated high school with whatever are getting married having babies and everything not that I want to rush children at all, but um, or or even that I want to rush a, a marriage. I mean, you know, I, I think you know, as, as beautiful as, as weddings are, there's obviously more to it than that. Um, but, but yeah, so yeah, it, it is a little bit scary to have that. Like, oh my god, if I don't, you know, break up quickly, I think January will be our, our two years together, and if I don't break up quickly, I'll be 27 in, in December, and you know, how much of my life am I am I wasting at this point? Well, um, I I hate to break this to you, but you have almost wasted two years. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's like you should like break up with him today. <laughs> if if yeah, if something <laughs> if you don't see anything that you know that's beneficial for you to stay in it, based off this conversation, it doesn't sound like you should stay. Um, I know. I know. I think I think really I think you should break up with him. I think you should. I mean, I mean, if he can take it, but you know, you if he's a good friend, um, it sounded like he was a better friend than a boyfriend, <laughs> right? But I was yeah, gonna break up with yeah, him, yeah, and if yeah. you want to keep him as a friend, keep him as a friend. But I think you should take, you should take at least six months to a year to work on yeah. yourself, mm-hmm. and like date yourself, and like go and do things, um, maybe hang out more with like your girlfriends. Um, I really yeah. I'm, I'm, the issue is I don't necessarily really have these girlfriends. My like support systems are other guys that like me, which is like sounds really Mm-mm. weird. I mean, it's yeah. really freaking weird to me too. I'm like no, it's not you know, weird, I, but I, um, I, I have a low self esteem of myself. But like, 
like it's it's my, my support system or our other guy like and so it's like a bizarre like you know what what would the aftermath kind of be and we were in a a choir together it'll be our second year of being in a choir how is that really going to look and how is you know if we're not hanging out every night and you know how sad will that be we'll kind of go back to this weird you know tinder you know bumble whatever kind of kind of dating mm-hmm. and you know is that going to kind of hurt me more i mean i've been very lucky that i've not really put myself in, in danger but like you know you, you never know um so it's it, it's kind of this weird like what what would the aftermath of you know a post, kind of post relationship be so i have a question are, here. are you afraid to be by yourself yeah in a sense yeah yeah so that's why you won't do it. Yeah, I was just going to say the same exact thing. It sounds like you're yeah. fearful of being alone. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is there a reason why? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I never necessarily really friends growing, but I, I don't know. I, I guess I kind of think like, I don't know. I, I, I like like company. I love I love people in general and um Okay, what about are you the only yeah. child? Yeah, I'm an only child too. So um yeah, I don't know. So the only other question I have is what when I guess I would ask, when did the break of having girlfriends turn into just having a bunch of guy friends? Like, when did you notice your girlfriends started to dwindle away? Like, was it middle school, high school? I mean, I I never necessarily did. I mean, in a sense, like, I'm still contact with, like, my best friend from first grade who I, I mean, I I actually think I saw her for the first time in, like, 10 years last year. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we're kind of not super like in each other's lives but just because we live you know far apart from each other mm-hmm. but um beyond that I mean I was like a person that I always wanted to be the, the popular girl I felt like I would fit into that more even in elementary school middle school high school and so some of the kind of friends that I would have or girls that I would sit with like at lunchtime whatever would be kind of like the nerdier girls who are into things I'm, I'm just not in, like I'm just not interested in um and so I felt like it would be more authentic, honestly, if I was with kind of the quintessential, you know, cheerleader, popular girl group, um, or it doesn't have to be that, but, but so I, I never really kind of kept those lasting friends, but in high school, I kind of became friends with more, with, with more guys, um, but I mean, I was, I've been boy crazy since I was little, um, I mean, since I was at least five, I was crushes and all that kind of stuff throughout. But when I was in high school, I was it was more so friends with with like nerdier guys because to me it's it's kind of interesting, but it's kind of hard to, in a sense, seduce friends. But you can seduce guys mm-hmm. um, because if they kiss you, whatever, maybe you know, maybe they like you. I mean, it's kind of that that sort of attention because in a weird way, you don't really know if a girl necessarily likes you i mean i think logically that you, you do because they want to hang out with you or something but they might have other friends but like when it's boyfriend they probably don't have other girlfriends so you know that someone 
likes you if they kiss you or hook up with you or whatever um which sucks <laughs> but that's kind of kind of where that was for me and so it kind of turned into more of a boy crazy kind of kind of life through high school and, and college and everything like that so that's kind of male attention is kind of the only <laughs> it's so weird to say it but it's you know in, in a sense kind of what I mostly thrive off of but not really yeah, no, thrive I mean, sometimes it sucks yeah I don't know it's so much worse <laughs> <laughs> um okay so let me see here where was I gonna um go um so one I wanted to address I think from what you were saying you may see yourself outside of your crowd so it sounds like your yeah yeah your crowd is like the nerdy girls but you see your, yeah yeah you see I want to be like a Kardashian you know yeah yeah um but the thing is you can be popular in your crowd yeah Absolutely. I'm a nerd. But you just don't want to be in that crowd. Is that it? In a sense, I mean, I, I would love to be friends with everyone. I think me being friends with, you know, nerd people, maybe not that like if I wasn't, I wouldn't, I would mean or I'd be horrible. Whatever, yeah. But, I, you know, I think it even it smells weird to say it because I, I would have humanized them anyway. But like, you kind of have that like, oh, you know, nerds aren't just these cliches that, that you see on. Uh, in movies, you know, they're all virgins, they're all this, they're all that. They have obviously very complicated lives as yeah. well. But mm-hmm. like for me, I wasn't into anime, wasn't into, you know, Japanese things. Like just was that that just wasn't me. And like I I respect them. I don't stupid. I you know I'm I'm in awe of people who do robotics and, and everything. Our robotics team that's very cool. It's just not me. I would I would rather be a Kardashian and be friends with everyone. So. Okay, so the question, so if the nerd, if the nerdy girls yeah. were um, attracted, not attracted, but you know what I'm saying, gravitated towards you, mm-hmm. what about you had them gravitate? Because you're not into anime, you're not into like engineering, science stuff, so mm-hmm. what about you did they see like, oh, you're like us? Because there has mm-hmm. to be something where the cheerleading girls are like, okay, you're cool, but you're not like us. But the right, I think it. I mean, I think it's also just finding nice girls in general. So I think okay. in a sense, I think middle school was more girls. But I, I think that you know, it's it's about finding nice girls regardless of interest that still take you in, and even if you know you're not going to participate in their you know book science fiction, well, whatever. They're nice girls. They'll you know invite you to their birthday. You know something like yeah. that, and I. I appreciate that completely and I, I you know, love them and everything, but also I'm like, ooh, you know, that I, I don't you know, I remember elementary school. Um, you know, I, I want I mean, very like you could see it at I mean socially we talk in elementary school, but like in recess, you know, I would see the girls you know, across the schoolyard dancing to in backstreet boys from the, the boom box and the girls that I was that I was with who I like and they're amazing and they're great they wanted to gallop around and then play horses and so that was like <laughs> I mean you could clearly see kind of where I wanted to be and where you, you know these very go. nice girls were but, but I just you know I, I I knew what I wanted in a sense okay okay so I understand you knew what you wanted and you wanted to go over, the, over there with the girls yeah playing back, but could you not go nice, um I'm not necessarily I wasn't potentially 
pretty as them or maybe they'd kind of you know be kind of mean nasty behind my back something like that they didn't really uh so they were mean girls you were just trying to find the nice girls who did things like that yeah yeah in in a sense i mean i don't know if they were necessarily mean or not i know i think there was some weird thing that happened middle school but um but yeah it would would have been mean girls and I, i was definitely bullied as well especially in middle school too so yeah, with all of that, yeah, I think your your number one task is I think you need to really find out who you are and what you want because yeah. it seems like you're looking for acceptance from people or a group, and it's like when you're when you're going through elementary, middle school, and high school, you're trying to find your tribe, and yeah you feel like your tribe is this one group, but the one but the one group, you're not even sure if they will accept you because I think you were fearful of even entering that group because you were scared that they would bully you, right? Or the, yeah, or the, or, yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I don't know, I was kind of anonymously bullied yeah. more so, but, but yeah, but I mean, I'm sure, yeah, I, I don't really remember too far back to middle school, I'm sure I got looks or I got, you know, oh, you're ugly or you're, you know, this kind of stuff too, so. Well, that's, I understand. So now that you're older, yeah, I think it. You know, everyone. Well, you hope everyone has matured, but yeah, you can. I think it's easier to find your tribe. So I think that's why I was saying, like, you need to break out with this guy. You need mm-hmm. to start like get off a of Tinder, Bumble, all of that, and then maybe go to like Meetup dot com, and then there's mm-hmm. a like a plethora of like groups that everyone there is into what you're into. And I would suggest mm-hmm. that you go to these meetups, and they have times, and yeah. Just see, and you will meet people that you feel is a part of your tribe because you picked that group. So it's mm-hmm. not them saying, hey, you can come play with us. You're saying, hey, I'm coming and see who's there and they're going to talk to you. So I think you need to do that first. And then within those tribes, then maybe see what guys are there and then start from there. But I think you need to work on you being confident enough to finding your tribe and being honest with yourself and who your tribe is. And that it's not too late it's not no 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 yeah yeah tribes change yeah every i mean i've i've had friends for i have a group of friends that i've been friends with for a very long time and then i've had ones that i've known for a while but we kind of drifted apart but i bet you all and you have friends who like different things right and so you don't have to have just one tribe you can have like 10 friends and three in that you know in that group they're in a different tribe and then you know you have your other seven over here they are so all your friends don't have to like the same thing. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that's what makes the dynamic so much more fun and so much more interesting mm-hmm. when it comes to hanging out yeah. because everybody has a different perspective. You don't want to hang out with all the same type of people. It would be yeah. so damn boring. Yeah. It would be like looking in the mirror like, I don't want to hang out with you. This is all the shit I yeah. talk about. Why do I want to talk about the same shit? Yeah. Uh, being very honest. I mean, and again, it's okay having some friends that maybe like some of the same things, but at the end of the day, it's okay being different. And it's yeah. okay accepting being different because – People will appreciate you being different and, and being confident within yourself about being different. Right? Mm-hmm. And then another thing too, your goal needs to be to find girlfriends because your marriage will be very hard if you do not. Oh. Because you need to have friends to go out with outside of your spouse and he needs to have friends to be with outside of you. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you will be consuming each other too much. You need to have a break. You need to be able to go on trips with your girlfriends, kick it and have fun because what's not going to work 
is you having a husband and then going on guys trips with right. friends. Mm-hmm. Won't That's work. not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He probably won't yeah, like that. Yeah, you have girlfriends, you know, to go out some nights, go get drinks, go dance, eat, whatever. But you need to have outside relationships, healthy outside relationships outside of your spouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's... But so how much, I guess, should I worry about my current boyfriend being my friend after this or not? You shouldn't worry about it. where I'm at, too, where I'm like, you know, I don't know if he's going to be super mature and, and cool, especially now that we're in this choir together and his family and my family will come see our concerts. And I, you know, want to have that kind of cool, oh, hey, like, yeah, Mr. Mrs. whatever, like, you know, how are you doing? Hey, I haven't seen you. How are you? Great. Everything's cool. You know, I want to have that kind of cool thing where things are good and it's not a dramatic thing but sometimes it feels like it really has to be you know right you cut each other off and we're blocking each other and i can't even you know i'm never speaking to you again right you you can't base what your future will be on on how somebody else will treat you like if you're going to make a decision for yourself then you got to be able to deal with whatever comes with that right and if the goal is to get better and you're in a position right now where you feel like you're kind of stuck in this position due to, you know, the choir, the families knowing each other, et cetera, then you just got to be like, okay, look, I like you as a friend, but it's not working for me from a relationship perspective. I I know this will be difficult. And if you don't, if you can't be my friend up front, I understand, but you have to be willing to accept that. Maybe you never are friends again, but at the end of the day, as long as that is allowing you to become a better person, because right now it sounds like you're just in a position of convenience yeah, don't worry about what he says. Don't worry about, I think, even trying to let go of, like, so sometimes he'll put kind of the, like, well, you'll never see my family again. You'll never see my dog again. You'll never okay. see my best friend again. You'll never come to my house again. And kind of that, that letting go of, like, and I've said to him, like, well, there are more houses. There are more dogs. There are more parents. And, and you know, one day I'm going to be sitting next to, you know, my future fiance husband and you know, be with, the, with their family and they'll see how much I love their son. So it's like, yes, I'll miss his family and I'll miss his dog and I'll miss knowing about his life, you know, but right. Like I, you know, kind of the, the idea of it being of, of convenience and, and not having to really stress about that. Cause sometimes I always wanted to ask people who were divorced kind of when you can't really talk to your former mother-in-law and father-in-law and brothers, you know, brothers-in-law, sisters-in-law anymore. Like, there's obviously going to be things that you miss. You can't really base your life on on that, I guess. Well, you have the right person on this podcast with you tonight. So this okay. is my second marriage. Okay. So, yes, it is a very difficult time going through divorce, and I also have a, my daughter with my ex-wife. I have a daughter mm-hmm. with her. So to be able to be in a room with people that look at you differently, specifically when you have done some things on your end, that can be deemed, would you say bad? <laughs> yeah, right. So, exactly. So, you know, they've some some of them have said certain things to me, you know, in a harsh tone, or said, you know, I'll see you soon, or blah blah blah. But when you see them in person, it might be totally different than what the conversation was over the phone or through text message or word of mouth. Um, a lot yeah. of people tend to say a lot of things, but that not that might not translate into actually being more than just that. Uh, but the heart it's a roller coaster, right? Divorce, I don't I don't wish it on anybody. But yeah. if you're not happy and you're in a position where you're not growing and it's just getting worse and it's toxic and becomes manipulative, then it's time to go. 
I mean, you don't want to be in something where people are holding shit over your head because you're right. Because you just named yeah. you gave a comment about oh we won't be friends. You won't see my dog. You won't see my family. That's a, yeah. all manipulative comments, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, you should just be able to look at them and be like, well, I don't give a shit. And to your point, yeah. there are other dogs, there are other houses, there are yeah. other people in the world. So for you, I think it's just you feeling comfortable with making that ultimate decision. And yeah. that is to be alone and to grow as an individual. Once you figure that out for yourself and what you want, then it makes it easier for you, not only for you just to be comfortable and your self-esteem is up and your confidence is up, but now mm-hmm. you can go meet people and you can you can have friends and they are real friends. They're not just acquaintances or it's just not out of convenience. Right. You know, everything that mm-hmm. you're building is it has a, a foundation around it. It's just not fluff. Um, so yeah. I, I think that should be the focus. And look, we're, we're no experts, but when it comes to self-improvement, <laughs> as I've, we've done a lot of it. Um, I've done a ton of it because I used to be super selfish, inconsiderate, manipulative. I did all of the things that deemed me as a seen as a bad guy, but what it took, yeah, I was, I did all the shit that, you know, I am a dirt bag, as we say, as they would say, or the terminology (laughs) for it or douchebag, douchebag. (laughs) whatever you or shithead, whatever you want to call me. Uh, But at the end of the day, I had to realize that, you know, all of my actions are affecting more than just me Mm -hmm. and the people that, you know, expect a lot more out of me. And I had to dig deep to realize that, okay, there are some significant things that I need to change within myself for me to be successful. I mean, I'm lying to my, I was lying to my best friends, my parents, my sister, like everybody about my marriage, my first marriage, mm-hmm. because I was ashamed of the things that I was uh, participating in and I didn't want to be deemed as a failure. But then in order for me to be better, I had to fail. Yeah. I had to see that this needs to fail in order for me to be sex- successful down the road. And that's exactly what it's done for me. You know, I've been, my wife and I have had a share of shit. uh, Mm -hmm. But the one thing that I can say about her is that she's allowed me to grow tremendously in the good, in good way. Right. Like she can, she sees the potential. She knows how to pull that potential out of me. She knows how to push the right buttons and she knows how to push the wrong ones too. (laughs) But uh, at the end of the day. But you had to be ready to to change. It's not the, well, I'm going to change him. I'm going to, you know, I think what was I thinking about? Because we're I think we were talking about like if we wanted couples therapy or, or something like that. And I was thinking about how, you know, I'm not a, women aren't a rehabilitation center for broken men, but like, obviously <laughs> yeah. if the person wants to, you know, truly wants to change and that it's not a, you know, one-sided <laughs> kind of thing, then that's, that's really important. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I did not come into it saying that I'm going to change him. Um, yeah. I did see the potential and just being who I am. Um, I I learned a long time ago, um, <laughs> like probably like middle school. Um, I used to people used to to do mean things to me, and then mm-hmm. I wouldn't say anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, why am I hiding what I want to say to them when they're treating me like this? Mm-hmm. So, anytime someone is doing something that I don't like, I tell them. And, and I was and, and I, I put it on front street. So it's either I'm going to let you know I'm acknowledging what you're doing or I'm showing you I'm putting the light on what you're doing. So we can, we're not going to sit here and pretend like you're not doing this. Mm-hmm. And most people don't like that. No, they hate it. They don't. So, Where does your confidence come from? 
I don't know. She's like the most confident person <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know on the planet. Yeah. And so that was one thing I did want to tell you. Um, this may help you, especially when it comes to, to guys and even having girlfriends. So, like, mm-hmm. let's go with the friends part. You meeting friends. Yeah. More, well, more girlfriends because you can easily get guy friends. But meeting girlfriends. Think of it like this. When you when you meet a friend and y'all have a lot of things in common, the next step is to figure out what can I gain from them? What do they have that I want? And mm-hmm. if if they're the type of person where, oh, we have this in common, this in common, but ah, I really don't like how she does this, then more than likely she's not the person that you need to be around because she's not really a good person. Y'all just like mm-hmm. the same things. But if you say, oh, I wish I was like that, I wish I would be, you know, more helpful or more, you know, this or more savvy with my money or I like the way she dressed. Um, she can help me with my, you know, my wardrobe. That's someone you need to gravitate towards, you know, mm-hmm. the guys. So for me, if, you know, you meet them, everything's fine. And then they start doing things that are kind of funky. Think to yourself, if I stay with this person long-term, would I want this person to raise my child? Mm-hmm. Like your boyfriend now, would you want them to raise your son the way that he acts? Mm. Yeah. Would you want your daughter? To have a dad like that. Because all she would do is to grow up and to marry a man like that. Right. Yeah. So, no, <laughs> you don't. Right. No, no. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes to put people in their place and you ask them, would you want someone to treat your mom like this or your sister like this, the way that you're treating me? Yeah. And more than likely, that is going to be no. So then why the hell are you going to treat me like <laughs> Touché. Touché. Yeah. And so, and so when someone's telling you, oh, I'm going to take this away, take it away. I don't care. And then you'll be the one to cut them off. Because people will treat you how you allow them to treat you. Yeah. Yeah. I think for you, for me, confidence just comes from accepting who you are. I mean, once you accept that, you build on top of it. I'll give you an example. Are you familiar with the artist Lizzo? Yeah. So Lizzo is a heavier set woman. Mm -hmm. But but she she gives two shits about what anybody else got to say. She's out there and, you know. Leotard, Leotard, sexy, lingerie, whatever you want to call it. And just putting on an amazing show because she is super confident in who she is as a person. And that shines. Regardless of of the flaws and things that you have, if if they can't be changed, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, maybe Lizzo can't get down but too so far and wait, but she's still healthy. You know what I'm saying? Then who gives mm-hmm. a shit? You know, um, my doctor says I'm healthy. I don't have any issues. And you have the problem with the way I don't have the problem with the way you have the problem. Because that sounds like something you need. <laughs> That's a personal problem on yeah, your end. So just think about things that you're insecure about. Can you change those things? If you can't, then don't worry about them. Worry about the things right. you can control, as they say. Yeah. God made me this way. So he made me this way for a reason. So, you know, either you like them or you can go fuck yourself. So mm-hmm. it's just like that. Yes, I mean, I'm good on Oh, yeah, we know you're good on the confidence piece. Absolutely. You're talking to the right person, Alex. I'll tell you that. You know, my line when people say, oh, I don't like this. Oh, oh my God, you're ugly. What would you like me to do about it? What would you like me to do? Right, right. So, yeah, like, you just, you definitely need to work on yourself first. I would think put marriage on the back burner. I know. You don't want to hear that you do, you know, you have time, but you actually have a ton of time. Yeah. You have a ton of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I say six months to a year, it sounds like a long time, but, you know, mm-hmm. it'll go by so fast. Definitely if you get consumed in having a good time, finding people for your tribe, having fun with those people, learning, traveling, you know, doing things, and then 
you'll meet him because he'll probably be around your tribe. Mm-hmm. But this guy that you with right now, you need to end this like ASAP. Yeah. Because the longer you stay with him, the longer it's going to take you to find your tribe. Mm-hmm. And you're going to miss a lot of things. I mean, you probably miss stuff from college. You miss stuff from high school. Miss, okay, but then you got over it. The thing is, you will get over it. It won't kill mm-hmm. you. Right. So there'll be other parents to get to know, and, and you might break up with them, and then there'll be other parents. So yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. At the end of the day, the, the earth will still continue to rotate. Thank, thank you. And the sun will rise. And set. <laughs> right. So Every day. don't get caught up in on those type of things. And definitely if someone's threatening you to stay in, Maybe like this is even more reason why I need to leave right. because think if you had this conversation with your mom or your dad, you, you they would probably tell you the same thing or this probably wouldn't be something that you want to talk to them about. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, don't limit yourself. You know, yeah, just be yeah. be open minded. I'm not saying go out there and be crazy, but you know, mm-hmm. just try some new shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah. try some yeah. shit that you know isn't, isn't the common thing for you to do. You might end up liking it. Yeah, step outside yeah. your comfort yeah. zone. Yeah, if you step outside the comfort zone, it also helps build confidence, too. It does. Yeah. It's scary, but it helps. Yeah, though. if you're not uncomfortable, then you're not growing. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But, hey, yeah. No, this was this was very interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is this is by far, this is the first time we've ever heard anything in this in this realm. But this has been, uh, we really appreciate it, Alice. And, you, and yeah. you've been our youngest? Yeah, you have been. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, not that oh. young, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I keep seeing these these podcasts where everyone's kind of the, like, you went through hard times and things like that, and then you came out the other end, and you're mm-hmm. successful, and you're this and you're that. And I'm like, well, that's great. But, like, some people are not <laughs> are not on the other end. And I feel like I'm, like, in the middle of my, I guess I don't want to bring up fairy tale again. But, like, yeah. you know, I, I'm in the middle of my fairy tale where, you know, all the bad stuff. <laughs> happen so you know you're just on a journey it's not it's not yeah. a bad thing but even if she want to think about it as a fairy tale it she is kind of like in the middle she, because yeah. with every fairy tale it's the beginning they say something you know, bad happens once upon yeah. a time and then something bad happens and all of a sudden at the end it's you know cinderella, yeah. i got your yeah. shoes yeah. cinderella so happily not ha- not happily ever after but like happily not always after. i don't know how to like well, i mean look it's, like, hey look it's going not, not, not always happy after but like so. It's work. At the end of the day, it's work. Yeah. But it can be fun work. It's all about the investment in you and your spouse. Right. And and when you do get in a relationship, just make it your own. Don't try to make it what you think it's supposed to right. be. Right. Make it what you want it to be. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, you know, out of a book. Like, okay, I saw Google said that you're supposed to work and then I'm supposed no, just whatever y'all want it to be, whatever makes y'all happy, live in a tree house, it doesn't matter. Just as long as you're happy and nothing else matters. And also, do you feel like it's like when you found, like when you know, you know, when you found your soulmate, when you found the one, you know, you just you know when you know. No. <laughs> okay, you don't really believe in soulmates. Well, I do <laughs> believe in soulmates, yeah. but it doesn't. It, for me, it didn't happen in that in, in that yeah, manner. For me, it did. Yeah. So it was very different for me. Like it took me opening was, my eyes. Was it like love at first sight for you guys? Not at all. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But even though it wasn't love at first sight, I knew. And I was like, no, God. <laughs> and then <laughs> I was just like, you no, it can't be. No. And yeah. then it was just like. Yeah, she's a psychic. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I'm the, you're, you're, you're hard. Uh, as well. like, I'm stubborn as shit. 
That, no, no, you're not. St- you're hard headed. Whatever, all of the above. Hard headed and stubborn, stubborn is, not is, not is not the same. It feels like it. the <laughs> result is the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> depends. Depends. Yeah, yeah. It, could it could be. But um, yeah. So it wasn't love at first sight, but yeah, it was. I I knew. And, and I do have a recommendation for you. You you mentioned couples counseling. Why don't you just go get counseling for yourself? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I I do okay. see a. Uh, a therapist. Oh, good, good, That's good. good. That's good. You're on the right track. track. I mean, definitely, yeah. Well, did you have anything else for us? Or anything else you wanted to add before we head out? Alice? I know, I'm I'm trying to think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, there's so many, like, I think, I don't know. That's a lot, that's a lot of truth. <laughs> I was like, a therapist wouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what does your therapist say? Um, um, I mean, she, I mean, she, I think she gave me kind of this homework of think about what, what I want versus, you know, like thinking of what other people want or this person will be mad at me or this friend will be mad at me if I don't hang out with them or this, you know, kind of really looking deeply into what I want. Um, I think she was saying kind of write down there are three things you want or three things that you like about yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I've definitely been kind of keeping your reflection, kind of say, go to bed every night. What's kind of the big, you know, feeling that I'm, that I'm having for sure. I think that was good homework. That's great homework. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think you should do that and, but continue to do it. Like maybe every morning, like say something that you like about yourself. Yeah. With no but. Mm-hmm. Like just say, okay, I like this. Oh, I like my hair today. And then, <laughs> you know, oh, I like how my eyelashes are. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And then go on about your day. Right. <laughs> so, all right, babe. Good. I'm good. I'm good. All right. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys for having me. This is infinitely helpful. Oh, you're very welcome, Alice. Um, thank you for being, uh, well, thank you for writing in and, and thank you for being on the podcast but you know this was uh this was wonderful it was yeah it was great um feel calm feel good <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> this is really good uh and i like that you were um one of our younger groups um yeah because that that is dating and that wasn't a relationship because it can kind of shows you know what it's like now you know what i'm saying um and and you know what people have to deal with so mm-hmm. and i thank you for sharing you know your part of part of your life with us of course okay perfect so until next time peace see you tomorrow <laughs>